Get to Old Navy now for February's biggest style steal. 40% off all jeans and tees. Jeans start at just 18 bucks for adults, 12 bucks for kids. With tees from just 7 bucks for adults, 6 bucks for kids. All jeans and tees are on sale, even your favorite rock star jeans. All jeans and all tees are 40% off right now. Don't miss out. Run into Old Navy and OldNavy.com today. Valid 211 to 221 excludes in-store clearance jeans and tees. Active license and men's package tees. Black thing go from left to right, and I thought, I'm gonna die out here. No one's ever gonna know. I couldn't believe what my eyeballs were showing me. I'll never forget how evil the eyes were. It was horrible. I mean, I've never seen nothing that evil. It ran towards me at at a rate that I, I I can't even explain. Turned and stared at me, and this look of I just want to kill you. I want to say it was human, but it wasn't. He was, he was he was yelling at me to grab a gun, grab a gun. I was like, for what? He said, just grab a gun. And there's footprints all the way to the door of my house. It had went inside my garage all the way to the door. 911, what are you reporting? Jesus Christ, you better... Sir? Gia! Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine. I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh Uh-oh. You're listening to Sasquatch Chronicles. Check us out online at sasquatchchronicles.com. If you've had an encounter, email me. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for being here tonight. Got a great show planned for you tonight. Going to be talking to uh, Timothy Renner. It's kind of a after-hours conversation. Uh, and I thought, you know what, Tim, let's just record it for the show. Uh, Tim had contacted me. I had a gentleman on the show, Jeremy, from Texas. And he was describing different encounters he had out there in East Texas. And one of the encounters he had, he talked about this eye shine or eye glow. And he was saying they were changing colors as he was hitting it with the flashlight. And uh, Tim had contacted me and said, you know what, I exactly how Jeremy describes it is what we saw up there in Pennsylvania. So I asked Tim to come on the show and share it. Uh, so we'll be talking about that tonight. Again, it's kind of an after-hours conversation uh, with Tim, but I wanted you guys to be a part of it too as well. If you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, shoot me an email. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. And if you get a chance, check out sasquatchchronicles.com. You can become a member, get additional shows. I do a daily blog there. A lot of cool stuff going on the, on the site. So if you get a chance, check it out. Uh, let's jump into it tonight. I want to welcome Tim to the show. Tim, thanks for coming on. Always happy to be back. Love Sasquatch Chronicles. Love being on the show. Yeah, I love having you back, Tim. It's great to uh, talk with you. And for the audience, if they go to Amazon.com and and type in, put in their Timothy Renner, uh, last name is R-E-N-N-E-R, you'll get Bigfoot, West Coast Wildman, Bigfoot in Pennsylvania. And I know his first book was uh, Beyond the Seventh Gate. And Tim actually does a pretty cool podcast on um, iTunes and YouTube. It's called Strange Familiars. Uh, so if you get a chance, check it out. But it, it's fascinating because I had this gentleman on the show, 
and he was describing seeing this eye shine. And then Tim contacted me. He was like, holy crap, we, we saw exactly what this, how this guy describes it in uh, Pennsylvania. So I'm really glad to have you on, Tim. If you would, would you kind of start from the beginning and, and walk us into what you saw? Yeah, so my first book is is called Beyond the Seventh Gate, and you had me on uh, years ago talking about that, and that was about like a closed road here in York County, and I always ask uh, guys that are like in their forties and older about them if I become friends with somebody or I meet somebody, I always ask if they have any stories about it, and this one guy said, no, no, no I never went there, but I went to this other road that's closed, and um, I can't say where this is, it's 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 private property. Um, so we, we call it by a code name on our podcast. We just call it Site 7 uh, just as a code name because we don't want a million people going out there. And it's it's actually there's there's some geographical features that actually make it kind of dangerous. People get hurt going there and stuff. So we're, we're real careful about not, you know, outright saying where it is. But this guy tells me about this place. He said, we used to go to this road when I was a kid in high school and we'd park there and hobos would throw rocks at us from the woods and I was like, wait, wait, hold on a minute. Hobos would throw rocks at you from the woods. And he said, yeah, yeah. And I said, did, did you ever see these hobos? And he said, no, no, we never did see these hobos. But you could go up there and park. And, and if you wait long enough, the hobos start throwing rocks at you from the woods. I said, OK. And then he told me this, this weird story about like there was a family of albinos or something who, who lived in a shack on the road. Just all these strange stories. And it was enough to... Uh, kind of catch my attention when i heard the rock throwing from the woods i went you know that sounds you know maybe maybe like bigfoot stuff so i thought i'm gonna go up there and check it out well we started going up there on the regular we, we got permission to uh go to one part of the area we started experiencing some weird stuff um we did get a, a rock thrown at us one night i left some recorders out overnight i got some some real strange uh sounds different nights uh about uh, two, three in the morning, there's uh, some some very strange sounds like speech uh, of some sort that you can't discern what the person's saying. At one point, it sounds like uh, monkeys are going off in the woods, just just kind of going nuts. Um, whenever we're there, there's a lot of there's usually owls going off almost constantly, uh, screech owls, I believe. But sometimes, and you know, you've heard this before. Sometimes the owls just start to sound a little off, a little weird. Yeah, and. I got a couple uh, sightings, and, I, and, and I've described it on my podcast um, as a flash, and people thought I was talking about a flash of light. But uh, what it was is, is, okay, so I go up there with two guys. Both of them are named James. <laughs> I'm going to call them JR and JK to, so it, it doesn't get confusing. Um, JK is the guy I go up there with most. And we were there, and we saw a flash of something like very big, a flash of movement. Uh, the, the odd thing was it was white and this was about eight, nine feet off the ground. We both saw it move across the trail. We were, we were there at night. My buddy, uh, Jeff went up there one time. He had a, a, a log thrown at him. He was walking through the woods and, and, uh, said he had a log thrown at him. So there's this sort of all this weird stuff is happening, but Jeff started telling me about lights. He says, I go up there and I see, I see lights in the woods. And he said from the start, I'll give him credit. He said from the start, I think it's eye shine. And I kept saying, well, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I don't know because it just sounded like a little, not, I don't want to say crazy. It just sounded a little, like a little wild. He keeps telling me, 
And he says, every time I go, I see, I see him. I see these, this eye shine. Uh, he says, if there's leaves on the trees, you won't see it. So you got to go up when there's leaves off the tree. So I got a chance to go up there in February, finally. And I went up there with JR. We parked. And uh, JR, you know, he's a bit of a skeptic. He's, he's kind of, you know, uh, wait and see kind of guy. And we're just sitting there. And I'd say we were there maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. My eyes kind of adjusted to the light. And I'm looking around. And I, I was sort of looking down this trailhead. And I'm not seeing any lights. Not seeing any lights at all. And uh, I'm kind of like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know if Jeff's seeing stuff. I don't know if they're just not here tonight. And then I looked over to the side, sort of to the left of the trail. And I said, whoa, we have lights. And I'm looking at them. And just looking at these lights. Now, they looked they looked like LED lights or something. They look like maybe Christmas tree lights. I've heard people say that. Or, or, or LED lights. They did not look like uh, reflective eye shine. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah. These look like lights. Like they're like being lit up. Yeah. Yeah. Like even something man-made. At first, I thought it was something man-made. And I'm looking and I'm looking. And then I, they changed color. And they went from this sort of like an, an LED kind of white blue. And they went to uh, a greenish. And I, I said to, uh, to JR, I said, did, did you see that? They're changing colors. And he said, he said, at first he was kind of, I, I don't think so. And he's like, oh, no, you're right. You're right. Well, he had a, a laser with him. He had a, a really powerful green laser. is a 10-mile laser. And I said, hit, hit those with the laser. I hit that light with your laser. See what happens. And he turned it on, and it would take him a minute to you know, kind of hit him. But when he hit him, they would turn red. At this point, again, I'm just thinking these. This is some kind of weird light. Like I don't know what this is. Um, and what, was there Jeff, was there was there two of them, Tim? Was there two lights? There were multiple. There were multiples. There were because we kept seeing them. The longer we were there, the, we'd see there were two to start in in the first place. Um, oh, do you mean like two together, like eyes? Right. Is that what, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Through binoculars, you could see two. Um, but to the naked eye, it just looked like one. And that's what Jeff kept telling me. He kept saying, it'll look like one, but if you get, if you put binoculars on it, sometimes you'll see two. But from this distance, which on my podcast, I say 200 yards, we've gone back during the day since it was much closer than that. There's a hill there. Um, so we're, we weren't looking through, through a hill. So it, it was probably 75, hundred yards away. That was much closer than I thought. So these, these lights, and, and again, at this point, even even up until I heard, it was until I heard your podcast with the fellow in Texas that I thought, oh my gosh, Jeff's right, their eyes shine, because he described what we were seeing. He described on, on Sasquatch Chronicles, what was it, episode 430? He says, the lights change color, they're really weird, and he, I think he described all the colors that we saw uh, um, them changing yeah. to. I think you did. And yeah. at that point, I went, I went, oh, I think Jeff's right. I think, I think, because th they would move, but they would move at the rate of speed of something standing up. So they would raise in the air, and Jeff would say, look, he's standing up. And I, at this point, again, I'm still not buying it. I'm just thinking, no, these are weird lights. I, I'm not, I just can't imagine this is eye shine because they're changing colors. And the thing that really got me is when he would hit it with that green laser, it would turn red every single time. Every single time he'd hit it and they would turn red. And uh, it, it was just shocking to me. 
to see it because it was without fail. You could tell when he hit him, you know, because it would take him a while to focus and it, he would hit him and they would turn red. It's really, really bizarre. And I kept telling Jeff, I was kind of, you know, the whole time I'm saying, I don't think, dude, I don't, whatever they are, I don't think their eyes shine. I just, they don't look natural at all. And then uh, he kept saying, no, their eyes shine, their eyes shine. I'm telling you, their eyes shine. And, but anyway, the, the rate of speed that they moved up was, was about the, the speed and the distance of something standing up. So he said, that's what he's saying. He's like, look, he's standing up. And I had to admit, even at the time, I was like, that does look like something standing up. Um, but the longer we were there, we'd see him, you know, we'd see him move sideways. Sometimes you'd see him sort of blink out and then light up, you know, maybe 20 yards over to the other direction and stuff. But they just, they were so weird that I can't imagine they were eye shine until I heard the the guy from Texas. Was it Jeremy? Was that his name? Um, yeah, that was Jeremy from yeah, from yeah. Texas, and he described that. I mean, he described seeing the and and I guess sometimes I have to be careful on the show sometimes, Tim, because I mean, you know, you run a podcast now, you know, you swim in the same soup I do. Sometimes you hear so much stuff off the air, and you think, well, I'm just going to air this, and then you throw it on the air, and then you you tend to forget. Well, the audience hasn't heard this before, even though this seems, I guess, normal. I don't know if that's the best word to use, but I'll use it. Uh, it's normal to you because you've heard it so many times. The audience may not have heard it uh, before, but everything Jeremy told me—I mean, there's nothing he didn't that he told me that I had not heard before on several occasions. Yeah, I, I got like I was sort of listening. I, I was almost sort of drifting off to sleep, and I heard him just start describing that. It, I sat straight up, and then I, I couldn't wait to call you. I'm waiting till the next day. I'm like, oh, I have to wait till you know. Cause I'm, I'm three hours ahead of you, so I was like, oh, I gotta, you know, wait till Wes gets up. <laughs> ah, you can call me anytime, you know that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't wait to call him and tell him this because this—that's exactly what what he was describing. And at some point, he says they act really weird. They act really weird. And I thought he was gonna say, he said they move really fast. And because what we saw sometimes is we saw them appear to change shape, and by that I mean they they look like they they went into a bar shape. And and I wonder if that's what he meant when he said they move really fast, because even at the time, that's again, Jeff was saying that's them moving. They move so fast. The lights look like a bar. And uh, I have to give him credit. I, I doubted him. I doubted him on them being eye shine at all. I just um, to me, they were just weird lights until I heard Jeremy. And, I, and now I'm like, wow, he's describing exactly what we saw. Yeah, and I know a lot of people don't like to hear that. They, you know, they want to think it's an ape out there running around. And I understand that. And sometimes it's hard to hear some of the weird stuff. But as I always say, man, if you're truly looking for answers, if you're truly in this to find true answers, you got to hear everyone out. Even though it's it's weird to me to hear eyes shine changing colors. It's weird to me to hear eyes that seem to illuminate on their own. That's very strange. I, d- I don't know anything else that can do that. And if you hear it once, you can brush it off. You can be like, well, this guy's a kook. Uh, but then you hear it again, and then you hear it again, and then you hear it again, and none of these people know each other, and you're hearing the same thing over and over. I mean, I wouldn't say it's something that's reported very often. Um, I think if you knew the amount of times it was reported to me off the air, you'd be a little shocked. Um, I mean, I'm shocked sitting in – I took the reports, and I'm still shocked by it. But you, you, it's so hard because there's no really no – I don't know what to say to people. I don't have an intelligent answer for them. And maybe that's me, you know, being more 
worrying about it more than I should, but I really don't have an intelligent answer for anyone on that, why that happens or what they're seeing or it's very odd. It's very, very odd. Yeah. And and I was right there. I, I didn't want to think. I mean, I don't know if I didn't want to think they were ice or I just couldn't believe it. But like I said, to me, these these were just weird lights until we start eliminating other options. You know, uh, we went back and looked during the day. This was on a hill. This was on the face of a hill. We weren't looking through a hill at headlights. So they had to be on the on our side of that hill. Um, there was nothing there. I hiked in there, if not the next day, within two days of seeing those lights, I could find no light source, no man-made light source. I was looking for anything to explain this. <laughs> I can't find anything else. Now, JR did see a big shadow on the hill that night, too. He saw a big like silhouette um, on the, the – there's another hill kind of uh, that you can see as well uh, that was sort of backlit by the night sky a little bit. And he said he, he saw a big shadow of something up on that hill, something moving across that hill, but no eye shine on that. That was just a shadow. So, and I think it's fascinating too. You guys use that and be careful with that laser too, by the way, man. Um, because I I don't know how they're going to react with that, but it's fascinating. You guys were hitting them with the laser and it was changing red. The eye shine was actually changing red. That's fascinating to me anyway. Yeah. They would, they would turn red and, and almost kind of aperture out. They would like, cause they wouldn't blink out. They would, they would turn red and then they would kind of almost like a camera or something kind of aperture out and then open again. They'd be they'd either come on red again or they'd be sometimes they go back to that white color again. And uh, I mean, it's just bizarre. I've, I've had a lot of people, you know, I'm, I don't consider myself a cryptozoologist. I'm not trying to prove this to science or anybody. For me, it's about I guess I guess I'm looking for personal experience and personal answers and so forth. Um yeah, I, I don't. That. I don't think I'm going to be. I'm not going to be the guy who proves this to the world. You know what I mean? I just don't think. Uh, you know. So a lot of people are like, "Well, you need you need night vision and you need this and you need that." We we don't have it. I'd love to take night vision out there. If I ever get some, I'll take it out there. Um, I can only tell you, you know, what we saw uh, through binoculars and and you know with our with our bare eyes. Yeah. No, I hear you. And it's funny too. You know, it's like people tell, say that to me, you're going to be the one to prove. I'm like, God, I hope not. I hope not. And they'll say, do you think you'll still be doing this in 10 years? And I'm like, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. I hope it gets resolved between now and then. Um, I wanted to ask you though, when you guys were up there, how did the night end? Did they just go away and you guys left or how did, how did things end? Um, so Jeff had driven up separately. He he had to go for one reason or another. And me and JR hung out there for a while. And honestly, at some point we looked at each other and we just said, I'm getting creeped out. Like it went it went from fascinating and exciting to all of a sudden, like very, very suddenly we looked at each other and said, it is time to go. Uh, so they were still there when, when we left. But uh, we just we just got the creeping willies and uh, and listened to the, you know, our feelings on that one and just kind of said we we got to get so it's tough isn't it because it really how do you explain to someone what you saw you know if you're not into the subject how do you explain to someone lights or eyes that seem to light up on their own i, I yeah you know, I, I mean it's it's so bizarre i mean and it is yeah to even up until the other day when we went out during the again we went out during the day to look at the area I'm looking for like if something man-made was there. I don't know what man-made changes color and moves as far as lights go. You know, I, I don't think any there's a man-made light that changes color when you hit it with lasers that that I know of. But 
you know, even something like that, I'm looking to explain this and I, I, I couldn't, there's nothing out there to explain it. And it's like, we're eliminating everything else to the point where w- when I start hearing other people who have seen, seeing I shine, that's acting like, you know, these lights acted for us. I can't, you know, I have to start saying, well, I guess they were I shine. I guess that's what they were. Cause that's the way they acted the, the way the, that Jeremy explained them. That's the way they were acting for us. Yeah, but eyes don't light up like that. I mean, even the brothers I had on the show one time, um, you know the brother story. You, you and I talked about it, Tim. Um, sure, yeah. With the woman in white and everything, you know the whole story. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I can tell you is they told me that, that their eyes will light up like Christmas lights and they'll change colors. And that was a probably one of the first times I had heard that. And I really wasn't – I believed them, but I didn't have – I guess for me, sometimes you want to give – which seems odd in this genre anyway, but you almost want to give an intelligent answer for what someone has experienced. And in some situations you can't because there's no answer. And it's almost like you start getting into trying to explain it and you get to the point to where you realize there's not an, you're not giving an intelligent answer for what they're seeing. Uh, Even the balls of light. I had Connie on the show and she was talking about seeing these lights around her property. And one of the things she was seeing was, she asked me, she said, Wes, do you, have you ever seen where these lights almost form like a person? And I said, no. She goes, I'm going to send you some pictures. So she did. She sent me a handful of pictures to look at. And, I, you know, it almost looks like uh, Casper the Ghost. It looks like a head and a body. And um, I even showed it to Woody. And Woody's like, well, it could be trickery with the lights or the lights could be playing tricks on your eyes. And I said, these are game cam pictures. Something had to have triggered it. She's not standing out there with her camera snapping pictures. Something triggered it. And I don't, you know, it's just, there's so many weird, I guess I'm I'm rambling, Tim. You're supposed to stop me when I do that. Um, (laughs) But I don't have, it's so hard to, I mean, how would you explain to someone what you saw? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing. That's, that's one of the reasons I got so excited when, when I heard it on your show, I was like, wow, that's, Somebody else has seen this. You know, it's not just us. And we, we were thinking. Now, see, now I've seen I've seen the orbs too, in a different location. Um, and other other folks. I think uh, Jeff's girlfriend said she saw an orb at this location. This wasn't like those. It didn't have that kind of drifty, floaty thing. They, they stayed within, you know, a, a certain area. They they uh, tended to. And uh, again, they would light up. Sometimes you'd see them. I I don't know if they were moving. If like. If these were creatures, I don't know if they were moving and then they would light up in a different area or if, but that's what it seemed like. Like, like now I'm thinking of them as eye shine since, since hearing Jeremy's thing. And, and like I said, Jeff, the whole time has been saying they're, they're eye shine, Tim. I'm telling you, they're eye shine. And I, I was like, I'm not ready to go there, Jeff. I'm not, I just, they're weird lights. That's all I'm going to say is they're weird lights and, until we know for sure. And then when I heard Jeremy describe what we saw, I said, I'm kind of eliminating everything else it could be, you know? It's hard to describe to someone. You know, and Jeremy did a great job at describing what he had seen. And and like I said, where he was talking about one of the uh, – for the audience who hasn't heard it, um, he, he came across one of these creatures and the, the eye color was actually changing. And I asked Jeremy, I said, do you think it was eye shine? And he said no. He thought they were glowing. Um, and Jeremy, for the audience who doesn't know Jeremy, I've talked to this guy off the air a lot. Jeremy's a pretty good outdoorsman. In fact, every time I've ever talked to him, 
He's either in the middle of the big thicket or he's in the middle of the Sam Houston National Forest. I don't think I've ever talked to this guy and he's not out in the middle of the woods. Um, so he's out there all the time. And if he says it's glowing, I'll go with that because, you know, he's experienced outdoorsman. He knows the difference between an eye shine really isn't that bright unless you're taking a flashlight and you're shining it right into something's eyes. Eye shine's not that bright. Even with the right. flashlight, eye shine's not that bright. You're not going to see yeah. it up on a on a hill like you guys saw it. Yeah, there was no light. So, I mean, the, the, there was ambient light from from the moon and and so forth. Um, but the you know there there was just no light source for it to to reflect that brightly. I mean, you'd have to have a car's high beams shine on it, I think, to get to get that kind of a uh, kind of shine off of it. It it was eye glow. I would I wouldn't even you know I mean it, I, it wasn't reflection. Yeah, very strange. Very strange. You going to go back? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of addictive. I'm not going back alone anymore. Though I was hiking in there by myself, and now I'm a little, I'm a little freaked out. Honestly. Yeah, I'll no. Go with a, a part. Yeah, I don't. Well, please do, please do, because I don't have to fly to Pennsylvania to come hike up and find you out there. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, please go with now someone. You, you know. You said you'd heard other people talking about these green lasers too, right? I have. Yeah, I've actually, um, I don't know if I want to get into it, but I, I've actually talked to people who claim to be in the military and claim to be part of some kill teams. They told me about the green lasers and they said, if you are ever being charged by one or um, they're fascinated by them, they will come in and check them out. Uh, but if you're ever being charged by one, shoot the green laser right in their eye. It'll stop them faster than a bullet. And I don't know if that's true or not, but you know, I I just don't know enough about it to. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I would use one or not. You know, without knowing no, how to no, react. I was, I was just amazed that it had come up before because I think he just put he brought it out to point out stuff. Like he would he, we'd yeah. go on like other other times we'd go on night hikes and stuff, and he'd have it. And he'd he'd point to something like you know see over there or something, see that tree over there or whatever. So that's kind of what he used it for. He didn't bring it for that purpose. So I was just amazed to hear because you know when I told you about it, you were like, oh yeah, I've heard about people using green lasers. Yeah, and uh, it was just a coincidence for us. <laughs> I, I've heard it about a dozen times off the air that you've never heard on the air, but from people who claim to be in the military, and that's what they use. And I mean, it's kind of a long story to go into, but anyway, I've heard that before, and I don't know exactly how these things are going to react with the green laser. I don't know if the information I was being given was BS or not. It's so hard to tell, you know, unless I have one in my garage and I can shine a green laser in its eyes. And see how right. it reacts. I mean, how how would you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. J Jeff was saying like they they get red when they're angry. That's what he kept saying. I don't know, if, you know, how true that is or not, or what he's basing that on. But uh, that that was the only thing that kind of because when we would hit them with that, they would definitely go red. The eyes. Yeah, I don't know that the eyes. I mean, if you think about it logically, if you get mad, do your eyes go red? No. If an ape gets mad, does its eyes go red? No. Um, I don't know anything on the planet that does. Although what Jeff's telling you, I've heard before. Um, even the brothers, going back to the brothers, I hate to keep bringing them up, but uh, they would tell me when their eyes were glowing red, they knew to stay far, far away from them. And I said, why is that? And they said, they, they're just, they're crazy. They're, they will go nuts and they will start knocking over trees. And I mean, they went into all sorts of things, but they did tell me when you see those eyes go red back off. And I don't know if there's anything to that or not, but you know, I trust those guys. I, I talked to them for so many months that I, I tend to believe them, 
But both brothers separately, I don't even know if they're on speaking terms anymore, but both brothers separately told me that when their eyes glow red, it's time to leave um, because you're about to experience true wrath, true aggression. Um, And they had many stories, you know, being charged and all sorts of things when the eyes were red. And it kind of goes to the the um, the audience probably has no clue we're talking about. Uh, It's a show I did. I well, I won't go. I'll give you the cliff notes. Um, but the spirit medium lady that showed up, she kind of told him the same thing when she was talking about demonic possession. She was talking about the glowing red eyes, and and I don't know if there's anything to that. It's just weird, you know what I mean? The whole thing's just weird. Yeah, I mean that's that's no, no other animal acts like that that I know of. You know what what animals' eyes light up? Yeah, it's strange. It's very very strange. Yeah. Well, I want to. Um, I wanted to bring you on, Tim, to uh, discuss this this recent incident that happened um, to you. And I want to ask you real quick uh, before we kind of close things out. um, And for the audience, go to iTunes, check out Strange Familiars. Go to YouTube, check out Strange Familiars. Uh, Tim does an awesome job with the podcast. And I'll include a link. If you're listening to this on iTunes, I'll include a link in the description uh, to go directly and check out the show. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, Tim, I, I didn't know you had come across the orbs. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen them a, a few times. Um, I actually, on the farm I grew up on, I remember watching them uh, kind of just kind of drift through the backyard. Um, we, we, I remember I was, I was young enough where I thought my mom was saying they were will-o'-wisps, and I thought it had something to do with willow trees. <laughs> I, I remember for the longest time, I thought they had something to do with willow trees because she said, oh, that's that's <laughs> that's the the, the, the willow. She was saying will of the wisp. Yeah, but I thought she was saying willow. And we did have a, a couple willow trees around. And I thought they had something to do with with the willow trees for a long time. But, uh, yeah, I remember seeing when I was little, I, I saw one kind of and it looked like uh, just a drifting kind of ball of light that kind of went across the uh, down near the woods on the farm. It's very odd when you see it. Don't you think? Doesn't it feel like this doesn't belong? I mean, it just feels weird when you see it. Yeah, I think. I mean, I was young enough where it was more just like a like a wow moment, you know. Just it, what I wasn't thinking about how could that not exist or anything? Because because I think my mom was real matter of fact about it. You know, she wasn't like like. See, I've heard a lot of stuff when I moved to Pennsylvania. I heard a lot of stories where people were like, "Do not follow the lights." Like that's right. that's a hardcore yeah. legend. You do not follow them. Uh, there's two stories they say they'll happen. Number, they said, number one, they'll, you'll, they'll lead you off in the woods and you'll get lost in the woods forever. Uh, and number two, they said, if you follow them, they'll follow you back and they'll follow you home. And th- those are the kind of, which is true. I can that, tell you that second part's true, but go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> I had my own experience the, with it. So that, that but, second part is true. They do. The more interest you show in them, the the more interested they become in you. And that sounds very strange to the audience, and I wish I could explain it better than that. But uh, from my own experience with the lights, I can tell you the more interested you become in them, the more interested they are in you. Yeah. But the, just the way my mom was very matter-of-fact about it, I, just, I guess I just thought it's just something that happens. Again, I I was a kid, you know, just, just a kid. And if she would have reacted scared, I'm sure I, I would have been scared. But she was just very, very matter-of-fact about it. And, I, you know, I think I saw him maybe maybe once or twice. I mean, at least once, but I might have seen it one time after that. Um, but, like, my mom was just so matter-of-fact about it that I just kind of followed it away, like, oh, okay, it's just something that happens kind of thing. Yeah, now that you've gotten into the subject and you've done 
I know you're you're probably one of the best researchers out there, especially when you're putting your books together and everything. Um, what do you think those lights are? Have you looked at it anymore now being an adult? Well, the the only thing I can say is whatever conditions seem favorable for Bigfoot are also favorable for these lights. That's I can't say they're related to Bigfoot. I can they show up at the same place around the same time. That's that's all I can say. I've talked to enough people and and read enough accounts where people have said, you know, I I saw strange lights and then then I saw Bigfoot or vice versa. Um, that you know, you, you, we can't say they're related. I can't say they're they're related specifically, but this the conditions must be favorable for both of them. Well, it sure seems like a strange coincidence, doesn't it? I mean, oh yeah, I was yeah. telling I was telling Connie this because um, she has these things on our property. She has hours and hours. I mean, I could probably do a ten-hour show with her with the amount of audio this lady has and pictures and everything else. But the one thing you always hear from people who have these things on their property is, "I'll ask them, have you seen the lights?" I've never once had someone tell me no. Every single time. Yeah. When they have Sasquatch on the property, if I bring up the lights, usually there's a short pause on the phone, and then they'll come back and go, you talking about the balls of light? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, yes, I've seen them on many occasions. It's a weird coincidence. You know, obviously we can't say it's related, but it's it's an uncomfortable coincidence. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Oh, I I went on an investigation Monday. Uh, A fellow called me up. And and I went up there, and he not only had he seen uh, two creatures, but he had film of these lights, like really good film. He kept showing me from his phone, like here I filmed these lights, I filmed these lights, and he, and he didn't believe they were related at all. But here he'd seen two creatures, and he he had like multiple pictures of these lights. Yeah, it's just odd. It's odd. Hopefully, we'll yeah. get answers. But you'll have to um, let me know when you, the next time. God, I wish I was in Pennsylvania. I'd love to go with you. Um, you have to give me an update if you go back. When when are you looking to go back to that area? Um, we might go back uh, uh, this week. Um, uh, like I said, I I'm kind of I'm kind of freaked out to go by myself anymore. Um, I I've been going up there even at night by myself, and uh, one or two times I got I got a little freaked out, but uh, for the most part I've I've been I've been okay. But now that <laughs> Now that the more we learn and uh, the more experiences we have there, I'm a, I'm a little like cautious to just head on up there by myself. So I'm kind of waiting until uh, till my buddies can go with me and uh, and roll up there at least at least two of us, um, so we can kind of watch each other's back a little bit. Well, give us an update, will you? Next time yeah. you're up there. Yeah, yeah, and and I'll I'll tell you one thing about the light, and maybe you've had this happen too. Um, I was uh, written a very stern email by someone in the Bigfoot community telling me to stop talking about that stuff. They said, <laughs> they said, every time you talk about that, you're, 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 you're muddying the water. Right. They wanted me to stop talking about the lights, stop talking about all the weird stuff that goes with it. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I replied simply like, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to talk about what the witnesses tell me. Um, and because that's the best we've got. Good I feel. for you. Uh, a lot of people. A lot of people want to toss witness testimony out the window. A, a, a lot of guys who uh, are uh, self-described cryptozoologists, they'll say, well, witness testimony doesn't matter. It's only science that matters, and we only have footprints. Well, I think witness testimony does matter when you can go back 200 years and more and see that people are reporting the same thing that, that witnesses are reporting today. So there's consistency in the reports. People are reporting the same thing. So to me, witness testimony 
matters a whole lot. And that probably is the best we have right now, which is why I love Sasquatch Chronicles and why I do the historical reports in my books. Um, Because to me, it does matter. It matters a lot. So if if the witnesses are talking about weird lights and, you know, eye glow or whatever it is, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to tell what the witness told me. Good for you, man. And and like I said, you know, and that's the part where, um, well, you know, you know how I feel about researchers off there. I've told you many times. Um, I I can't stand 99% of them. But and the thing is, too, is if you're truly like going back to what I was saying, if you're truly looking for answers and you want to call yourself a researcher and you want to, you know, you want to go and and be a a big name in this field or whatever they want to do, you have to be willing to hear everyone out. Doesn't mean you have to believe everyone, but you have to be willing to hear everyone out. And if someone's talking about the lights, you have to be. It's like, well, I want to bring up names. The last couple guests I've had on the show. They've been burned by some of these groups because the moment they mention anything that's a little strange or a little odd, these, you know, the people are done with them. You know, Mm -hmm. this is no longer credible. Why is it no longer credible? What if the person has pictures of the lights? You won't look at them then? Is that what you're saying? You know, and and that's a part that drives me nuts about these Bigfoot. You're gonna get me out. You're gonna get me going here, Tim. That's the part that drives me nuts about these Bigfoot researchers is if it does not fit into their little box and their tiny little minds, um, then they will. They're unwilling to look at it. Well, I'm mm-hmm. sorry that this doesn't fit in your tiny mind as far as what this person's saying. This isn't a one-off situation. This has happened many, many times. Now, do we have an answer for it? No. But you have to at least acknowledge it's going on. And those same Bigfoot researchers that will come at you and boohoo you, I know and, – and and they won't come to me and say this because I know most of them off the air. Um, and I'll drag them on the air and we'll play ball on the air if they really want to see a real interview. If the audience wants to see a real interview, I'll drag them on the air and I'll play ball with some of these guys and we'll take them to task on what they know and what they don't know. And I promise you they'll never show up for it. The thing is with the the lights or some of these odd things, even though you can't explain it and it doesn't fit into your box, you still have to be willing to hear someone out. If this is what they're saying, you need to put your ego aside. If this is going on, you have to be willing to address it. And I'll tell you the other thing, too. Most of these researchers have seen the lights. I know a group right now that is flesh and blood. They're nothing more than apes and on and on and on and on. I know about five people in that same group, and I won't mention their name because I'll embarrass them if I do. I know five people in that group have not only seen the lights, have talked about mind speak, have seen something cloak. And if I mentioned the group, you'd fall over in your chair because this group likes to promote themselves like they're flesh and blood and it's ape and it's blah, 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 blah. The same people in that group have experienced weird things. Now, you can say it's Bigfoot related or not. That's irrelevant to me. At least address it and say, hey, listen, I've seen this. I've seen these weird balls of light and I don't know what they are. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's 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 amazing to me, all these Bigfoot researchers, because privately, they'll tell you one thing. Publicly, they'll talk. They'll say something else. And it's like, well, don't mm-hmm. talk to me out, you know, out one side of your fat mouth and then say a different story out the other side of your fat mouth. Just tell me what you, you're getting me riled up, Tim. (laughs) No, no, that that was exactly it. The the email didn't say these things don't happen. The email said, don't talk about those things. Right. right. I mean, he wasn't, he he wasn't saying that the lights don't happen and the weird stuff doesn't happen. He was just saying like, he shouldn't talk about it because it's, you know, we're trying to get, be taken seriously. 
Uh, well, which which is know, a whole. I, I don't know what to tell you. That makes me laugh too, as well. The public thinks we're chasing unicorns. Exactly. Anyway, so what does exactly. it matter? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, so I, all of a sudden, the scientific community is going to be like, "We're going to talk to this one Bigfoot researcher because he seems normal." No, they're all crazy. <laughs> they're exactly. all crazy. All, to them, we're all crazy. To them, like, do you understand how crazy it sounds like when you say you're chasing an eight foot tall ape man in the woods? <laughs> yeah, it does. You, you know what I mean? Add lights to it. It doesn't to the to you know most people in in regular science. It doesn't make it sound any more crazy when you add the lights in. <laughs> You're already right. nuts for, for looking for the, the eight foot tall ape man. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah, you got me riled up. You got underneath my skin tonight. Good job. No, Tim. I, I just you know. <laughs> I, that's that's the way it is, you know. I, I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sure you've had similar people reach out to you and say, you know, with similar feelings, like like you're muddying the waters. You can't talk about the weird stuff. No, I mean, I I, I really it, all these Bigfoot researchers, they all listen to the show. I know they do because I've I've gotten messages off there, but they won't. Um, it, it just they there's no way they would come on and, and dance with me on something like this. Cause I think most of them realize they would lose that, that, you know, you hear the show and you know, I probably talk 10, 15% of the time. I promise you though, I'll bring one of these guys on, man, I'll dance with them and we'll find out who knows what and how much they know. And I guarantee you'll find out real quick. Most, and it's not that I know anything or I know more that that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to say is most of these guys they don't know as much as they proclaim they know. Um, and the weird stuff that they boohoo on, they've experienced. Most of them have experienced it firsthand, but they won't discuss it because they think some scientist is waiting, sitting around, and they're, you know, that scientist is, they're going to be the one that that scientist is in a contact because they're somewhat sane in this world or in this genre. And I hate to break it to them. According to that scientist, you're just as crazy as everyone else, and right. you might as well address it because you might as well address. And the thing is, too, with these researchers is they, man, how did the show turn into this? Um, <laughs> the <laughs> they they really they crap on some of these witnesses, and it pisses me off. You know what I'm I mean? It right really pisses me off. That's the last people I, I need to be pissing on. In fact, most of these people, like Connie, I had on the show. I guarantee Connie knows more than 90% of the Bigfoot researchers out there because she has them on her property. Um, and she's experienced weird things. And, you know, she's first to say, I don't know if the lights are related, but it sure seems like a weird coincidence when the lights show up, these things show up. Um, it's right. just weird. And, and are you going to believe her about the Bigfoot and not about the lights? But, but yeah, exactly. You know, but not about the lights. Yeah. Right. It's retarded. You know, it's, it's yeah, like exactly. – you know, and for a researching, you're sure, you know, most of these guys aren't researching anything. So maybe take that out of your own self-proclaimed title you've given yourself because you're really not a researcher. You're not researching anything. You know, like, Tim, you're a researcher. You've spent time researching things. I mean, I've... I've well, I, I, I research old reports. I, I, I collect witness reports. But as far as what I'm going out there and doing, I'm I'm out to sort of experience things. I, I, I understand just, that. Uh, I have a, Intense curiosity, you know. I'll, I'll, put, I'll reword what I was about to say. You've done more research <laughs> than any researcher I know. I'll put it to you like that. <laughs> and I appreciate it, man. And, you know, with the whole – and I'm sorry for the audience for going off on a rant. Um, I guess deep down I, I really can't stand most of the researchers out there. I, there are some good ones. I don't want to say all of them. 
you know, and it irritates me because they all listen to the show and then they they like to say things behind my back. And it's like, well, why do you bother listening to the show then if you don't like – you know what I mean? And it's just frustrating at times and it's too bad that the, the reason why the Bigfoot world will never be taken seriously has nothing to do with the woo, has nothing to do with encounters, has nothing to do with anything but the simple fact that you have a bunch of uneducated – for the most part, small men with huge egos that wouldn't cut it in the real world. And somehow in this genre, they are looked upon as celebrities. And that's why it won't be taken seriously. It has nothing to do with the evidence. It has nothing. To, it's because most of them are assholes. And so, yeah. you know, and I mean, I hate to break it down like that, but I mean, that I, really is it. That That's what I, it comes down to. I was told that I should I had to ask the big names in the Bigfoot community to title my book Bigfoot in Pennsylvania. What? <laughs> That's what I, yeah, I was told by more than more than one person came to me. Uh one person came very forcefully and another person came, you know, in the guise of a friend. I'm very concerned about the title of your book. I, and uh but the one guy's like you need to ask the big names in the Bigfoot community if you can call your book that. And I just laughed. I was like, "You really don't know me." <laughs> like, like that. Who's just, the big, who's like, the big names? I wonder who the big names were. I don't know. I did, I didn't ask. I just said, like, you know, you 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 really don't know me, buddy, because you just absolutely ensured the title's going to be Bigfoot in Pennsylvania. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that, that happened. Yeah, well, I believe you. I mean, I believe you, and it, it's too bad it's like that. You know, it, it's um, I hate this field. I really do. I hate this field so much. I wish I would have seen a UFO or done a UFO show and not been involved in any of this. Um, but it is well, what it is, I, I guess. I think it's there. It's there, too. Um, you know, the the I, I have friends who are, who are big time in the UFO community and, and they kind of cross over a little bit and they hear me talking about this. And they they kind of say that, like, the the Bigfoot researchers or the Bigfoot community is like maybe 10, 20 years behind the UFO community as far as like their way of thinking, like uh, a lot, not many people in the UFO community think of them as nuts and bolts craft anymore. They've kind of moved beyond that. And uh, we're sort of in that phase where people are moving away from, you know, maybe it's not a simple gorilla. Maybe we're talking about something else here. So uh, that's the, but the infighting and, and the, you know, the, this and that it's, it's all in that community as well. Yeah. It always amazes me. I always say I could leave this tomorrow and I would be fine. You know, I got my own life, and this is a very small portion of my life. I know everyone thinks this is my life, but it's not. Trust me, I could leave tomorrow, not look back, and not even think twice about it. And it's too bad it's it's got to be like that. You know, it's it's too bad the the Bigfoot world's like that because, um, yeah, I think if everyone got together, we could all compare notes, and people could. It's not so much ideas. You know, when someone has a strange idea, like Ron Moorhead, for example, Ron's got some strange ideas. Very strange ideas. And I, and some of it I don't think he's off on. Some of it I actually agree with him on. But, you know, Ron is such a nice guy that you almost kind of want to hear what he has to say. You almost kind of want to, like, engage in a conversation with him because he's so likable and he's so um, – there's no ego about him at all. And, and uh, most of those guys, Ron's probably in the top three that should have an ego based on his life, but he doesn't. He's super down to earth, super nice. Um, you know, it's like talking to a friend and that's the way it should be. You know, that's the way you, right. that you should be able to share ideas with people. 
hey, I could be wrong. I don't have one in my garage I'm studying, but here's my ideas. Here's what I think. And then tell me what you think. And I think we'd come to probably a lot closer to solving this if people would be willing to do that. But that's not the yeah, and, people involved and there, in this. So. Ron's a great example. And I, I don't know Ron personally, but uh, you know, I've sort of followed his, his – uh, you know, track in, in this field and, and, and observe what he's done. But he's a great example of the, the researchers that I do get along with and the researchers that I, I feel like I connect with um, are the ones that, that kind of go through this very natural thing when you start. And when I started, I thought this, this is a gorilla. This is an ape in the woods. This is a undiscovered yeah. primate. And then as time goes on, you just, the, the more information you get, the more you, you kind of change and say, well, Maybe it's not. And, you know, I won't say it's 100 percent not because, you know, maybe someday somebody will prove it. But at this point, I'm just like, well, I have to think there's something different about it. And, and I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, people throw out ideas that, you know, I'll do uh, other shows and, and they, they want me to give them an answer. Like, well, is it dimensional or is it, you know, is it supernatural? Or is it, and I just say I'm very agnostic about it. I say I, I don't know. I can't tell you what it is. I can only tell you it's very, very weird. It's a very, very weird uh, thing, and it doesn't. If it's a natural animal, it acts like no other natural animal that that we've ever uh, cataloged. It, it it just doesn't. It, it, there's we have trouble photographing them. They seem to know where game cams are. There's this the weird light phenomena associated with it. All kinds of weird stuff. Uh, well, you know the catalog <laughs> of weird stuff that goes yeah. with it. That no, uh, you just don't get with with uh, cougars or bears or whatever else. You're absolutely right. And that's the thing is that, you know, and I was with you, Tim. I mean, I went through the same thing. I really thought it was an ape, you know, an overgrown ape or a monkey. And you're right. The more you get into this, the more you start realizing there's something else going on here. There's something very odd about this. Something's not. There's a lot of things that don't add up in this situation. And you're right. You you hear about some of the other things like the lights and some of the different things that happen. You have to be willing to address it and hear people out. If it doesn't, if you already have the mindset it's an ape, then you're missing a lot of information from a lot of people because they're not going to tell you anything. If if you, um, or if you think it, they're the forest people, you know, and they, you know, they're there to, uh, I guess, cure cancer or some whatever some of these other guys say. Um, if that's if you put it, I guess the point I'm trying to make is if you put it in a box and this is what you think it is, then why are you still in the subject? Why Why even bother looking into this? If you already have it figured out, then why bother looking into this anymore? Why call yourself a researcher if you've already gotten this figured out? But the, the answer to that is nobody has anything figured out and nobody truly knows what these things are. And you're right. You have to be willing to address some of the weird things that go on. You may not have an answer to it, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with saying I don't know. Absolutely not. I'd almost rather hear I don't know than some BS answer you're going to give me. But yeah. you, you have to be willing to hear people out, and you have to be willing to say, I don't know. That's strange. I've heard this before. Let me tell you about an encounter, you know, and, and kind of engage in a dialogue, but that doesn't seem to happen either. You know what I mean? So what do you do? Yeah. Well, for me, it's it's uh, keep cataloging those witness reports. Um, you know, that's that's the best we have. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Right now, that's the best we have, and I couldn't agree more. And right. I'm not saying don't look at footprints, don't look at hair samples, don't don't try to get DNA. That's all valid. That's absolutely yeah, absolutely valid absolutely. You know, uh, 
but uh, you know, for me, the witnesses are, are telling us a lot more, especially when, like I said, it's consistent through hundreds of years. Uh, and I think I've proven that in my books. Uh, the, the amount of accounts that I'm digging up in my books that match accounts of folks that you'll have on, you know, in, in uh, 2018 or whatever is, is astounding to me. It really is. And you're right. Yeah, I mean, you have to be willing to look at the whole picture. And I think that's what you and I are both trying to say is, you know, there's nothing wrong with footprints. There's nothing wrong with casting prints. There's nothing wrong with getting sound. There's nothing wrong with trying to get audio, video, everything else. But if someone says, hey, oh, by the way, I'm seeing these lights, the next thing out of your mouth shouldn't be, well, we're done. Because I, I'm on the flesh and blood. These are nothing more than apes. These are nothing more than monkeys. And I'm not going to discuss lights with you. I'm not going to discuss. That's a huge mistake. You know, and if you're a researcher, that's not researching. So, um, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that, that's picking and choosing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I really appreciate you coming on, Tim. Uh, for the audience out there, go to Amazon, type in Timothy Renner. And he's got several of his books out there on Amazon. And if you go to uh, iTunes or uh, YouTube, check out um, uh, Strange Familiars. Uh, Tim, you do a great job with it, man. You do a really good job with it, Thanks actually. So much. Thanks. And if anybody's uh, – I'm really kind of on the uh, York County, Pennsylvania Bigfoot this year. I've, I've taken a lot of reports. Um, if anybody's listening and they know reports in, in York County, please, I'm, I'm trying to keep a complete uh, – catalog of them so you can you can reach me through Wes. well tim how how could they reach you directly do you have an email that you want to give uh or yeah strange familiars strange familiars podcast at gmail is is probably the easiest one cool strange familiars podcast um at gmail.com and definitely contact tim if you're in that area out there in pennsylvania and um check out his podcast like i said tim does a great job tim thanks for coming on Oh, thanks for having me. I love Sasquatch Chronicles. Love being back. I'll come back anytime, Wes. Thanks, Tim. And that's it for tonight, everyone. Remember, if you've had an encounter, shoot me an email. My email address is Wes at SasquatchChronicles.com. Until next time, everyone.
Are you fueled by curiosity? The University of Chicago Booth School of Business is for those who question the present in order to shape the future. Forge your own path with a Booth MBA and start at whybooth.com. We've got all the news right here. I'm going to stop you right there. I see you about to settle on a day-old donut for breakfast. Well, this is a chick intervention. Cosmic Chicken Biscuits and Chicken McGriddles are now at McDonald's. So just hit that drive-thru and change your life. For breakfast, you got this. Wake up breakfast. Say good morning to McChicken for breakfast. Right now at your local McDonald's, you can mix and match two Chicken McGriddles or McChicken Biscuits for just $3. Price and participation may vary at participating McDonald's for a limited time.